0: Welcome to Bloom Together, the podcast where we cultivate education, leadership, innovation, and impact, one conversation at a time.
1: Join us as we learn from visionary leaders, share inspiring stories, and uncover strategies that drive meaningful change in K-12 education.
0: All right, good day, podcast listeners, and thanks for joining us for another episode of At Bloom Together. This is Mike Caldwell, your host, and you're listening to another series on supporting mental health in schools. And today I have the pleasure of three wonderful students from Timberland High School. Ryan, Olivia, and Mason are joining me. So this is a treat for me because I get to interview students as part of this series. So welcome. Um, we'll do a quick round of introductions. Ryan, starting with you.
1: Um, my name is Ryan. I am a senior at Timberline, and besides Wolf Connection, I'm part of the newspaper. Um, Hi, my name is Olivia. I'm a junior here at Timberline,
2: and I'm in Wolf Connection, play softball, and love drawing.
3: Hi, my name is Mason. I'm
0: in Wolf Connection. I run track and field, and I like music. Awesome. Yeah, and you guys are all part of the Wolf Connection program, which is kind of the reason I'm here. I've known your teacher for a long time, and I think the Wolf Connection program is a really cool program that, as I understand it, is kind of a mentoring program for some of your underclassmen here at the school. One of you guys want to tell me a little bit more about the Wolf, Wolf Connection program?
3: Yeah, sure. So our Wolf Connection program is one of two leadership programs at Timberland High School. It's us and student council. And our mentoring program with sophomores is only, I mean, that's just like one thing we do. But we do a bunch of other outside of school activities as well. Every other week, we'll go out to the nearby elementary school. And we have our elementary buddies. They're in third grade. They're awesome. Super fun to play with. And then, what is it, every other Tuesday... We go to, like, the Boise Senior Center. We talk with them. And, like, it's just a lot of it is just kind of, like, bringing the community closer. You just get a bunch of different experiences from a bunch of different people. And, yeah, it just opens up a lot of opportunities. Cool. Ryan, what would you add to that?
1: I'd also like to say that it's also a lot of, like, self-improvement. Like, there's a lot of good things we learn about managing our stress. And, like, right now we're talking a lot about conflict and, like, how to healthy, like, healthy ways to handle conflict so that you can, like, better your relationships with other people and it doesn't just have to, like, crumble because of conflict, which is really helpful for me right now.
0: Yeah. Cool. Olivia, how did you get selected or were you forced against your will to be part of this program (laughs) or what's the selection process? Why are you involved in it?
2: So there's different ways that you can get accepted into Wolf Connections. So you can either be nominated by your peers or fill out a self nomination. I nominated myself for the program because I had heard about it through various different presentations in my classes. And it just sounded like something that I would want to be a part of. And then after that you fill out the form. And then there's kind of like a preliminary elimination. And then if you get through that, you have an interview process. And from there, 32 students are in the program, 16 juniors and 16 seniors.
0: Right on, cool. So I was kind of watching a little bit of your class before we we came in here and you guys were talking about upcoming mentor group meetings that you have coming up on Tuesday. Is that accurate?
2: Next Thursday.
0: Next Thursday, okay, yeah. So next week, so tell me a little bit about those mentor groups. What does that look like?
3: Well, we usually just meet, like, is, that, is it fourth three or two? Does it, like, come together?
1: Sometimes. It depends on if we have an activity.
3: Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we'll have, like, an activity, and it's, you know, two or three Wolf Connection students paired up with two or three Fortify kids. And Fortify is, like, a their sophomore leadership program, and we kind of, like, mentor them. So it's kind of
0: the JV team of the Wolf Connection. Yeah, exactly, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up if, yeah,
3: they can maybe get a little idea of what Wolf Connection is all about. If they want to keep pursuing that, maybe they can try and make the varsity squad next year, okay. or the year, or the year after that.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, awesome. That's that sounds cool. So not everybody's involved in the in the Fortified program, but you guys are kind of helping shape their you know their leadership skills and capabilities of being a mentor yeah and then
3: a little bit it's kind of also just like if they have any like struggle it's like you know going into high school your first year is, it's hard and we try and help them with that because we've had a year as a sophomore in high school we know what that's all about and it can be tough like academically socially athletically you know many aspects so if they need any assistance or they just need to talk about stuff or it's just someone we can like rely on a friend they are to us
0: we are to them yeah, yeah. i right know cool have you guys talked about the iceberg analogy, kind of wa- lowering the water line? Okay, so we're going to w- lower the water line here, all right? Okay, we're going to get real. So part of this podcast, I really wanted to capture kind of what it's like to be a teenager today. So again, thinking about kind of beyond the superficial, yeah, I'm a, I'm a track or I'm a newspaper. It's like kind of that stuff that everybody knows or sees, right, of, of you. I'm really curious, you know, there's such a big focus, which I think rightfully so, on the mental health of, of students and staff for that matter. And it's a big deal. And it's a really important topic in today's society and in our schools. I'd like to hear from you, like, what is it like to be a teenager in 2024? What is it like? I'll just keep it open like that.
1: It's a little disconnecting with phones, which kind of sucks. And I mean, I had a conversation about it during one of our senior visits that was really eye opening. Someone brought up that like classes that really enforce like the no phones rule i would say like wolf connection we all put our phones up they're like super engaging and they're just better and like i want to say my own words but he put it so well someone else in our class he said something like if we were in elementary school and we had free time none of us would have gotten on our phones we all would have found someone to talk to and that was just an incredible way to put it it was like super eye-opening and it's just like no one talks to each other anymore and it's really disappointing so like when classes are so engaged and like together it's amazing to be in so yeah And I mean, for me,
2: I've only had like two classes where I've had that experience, obviously Wolf Connection. And then my freshman year, I had a math class with Ms. Bozniak. I love her so much. And like in classes where you can build that community feeling and that family, it really does make such a big difference. And I feel like that's something that's so lacking, not only in classes, but just in the social sphere in general. I feel like people feel so disconnected from their friends and the student population in general. I know myself, I felt that at times. So I think that that's something big that I've noticed.
0: Oh, anything you would add there, Mason?
3: Well, like the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question was just like stressful and like, you know, high school stressful for anybody at any point in time, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. But, you know, keeping it close to like the phone stuff, I think that adds a bunch of extra stress, just, you know, like, oh, you know, social media, technology, all that stuff. Like I always say I, I wanted to have like lived in like the seventies or eighties as a teenager, just like, you know, looking back at movies that look so fun. Yeah. It's just, it just brings an extra layer of stress, you know, disconnections. It's just different socially. It's just, it's kind of weird. I don't know.
0: You know, you guys are perfectly aligned to what I was just, I was just talking to a professor at Boise State who does research on, on this and and actually does a lot of data gathering in schools. And what she was sharing, the voices of students from the surveys was two, two main things that she was, she was seeing. And that is a high predominance of social isolation and a high predominance of high stress, and you guys have all kind of hit on that. But it was interesting, Ryan. You went right to the phones, and then kind of come come around to that creating that social isolation, which is interesting because in so so many ways the so the phone is seen as a way to stay connected to people. So why why is it that that cell phone or that that device is maybe creating that social isolation. How is that happening?
1: Because face-to-face is just so much better. Like, I mean, even a text, I could say something and you have no idea how I meant it. I have no idea how they're going to take it. I mean, you can just start so much.
3: I think, yeah, you're right. Face-to-face is better, but I think it's, it's harder and it's really, really easy, like on a phone just to send a text because there's that less, um, you don't have that fear of you know having to see like their reaction to what you're going to say or you know it takes out all the their expression and everything so it's just it's so much easier just to send a little text or something like that and that's why we prefer to just stay online
1: we also talked about it when we were handling conflict about how you sh- should not do it over technology because like I said it's just a way to cower behind a phone I don't know it's just a, it's cowarding I don't know
0: do you see the relation or is there a relation in your in your mind between the social isolation and the stress? Yeah, I
3: think it kind of like builds on itself. Like you just get more and more, you kind of dig your hole deeper and deeper. Like when you're just like socially isolated and you, it makes it harder. Like the longer you go without having that social connection it makes it a lot harder to like, get yourself out of that hole.
0: Yeah. Olivia.
2: And I feel like definitely when you feel more isolated and you feel more disconnected, it's harder to reach out to people for help as well. When you don't feel like you have that support group that will be there for you when you need anything, it makes you feel not only more alone, but also more stressed out because you just feel like you have to take it all on yourself.
0: Yeah. So maybe one last comment on the cell phones or, you know, open up for comments and then kind of moving on. But what do you see? I mean, I I hear from you, like, you know, those classes that there's real high expectations to put the phone away, make a difference for you. What do you see as kind of maybe the suggestions for those school administrators that are listening right now? What would you say that could help students today in their mental wellness as it relates to technology?
2: You know, I feel like, you know, you walk into class and teacher says, put your phone in the phone cat, and everyone kind of rolls their eyes because, you know it's not the first thing you want to do but i feel like eventually once you kind of start breaking down the walls and your teachers force you to ask your neighbor how was your weekend how was your snow day things like that they really do make a big difference and like even this year i made it a goal for myself to like talk to people in my classes and try and make more friends in my classes and so i feel like i've personally noticed a big difference doing that so i feel like not only forcing kids to keep away their phones, but also incentivizing those conversations between neighbors could really make a big difference.
0: Yeah. Ryan, what would you add?
1: It's exactly what Olivia said. Like the, I, I would think, I have, think I have two classes that I like actively don't get on my phone. One of them, Wolf Connection, I put my phone on the caddy. The other one, I just leave it in my bag. And they, the two teachers have in common that they're so in and passionate with their classes that it's just like, i mean i don't even want to be on my phone at all i want to see what they're teaching i want to be there with them incentives to like talk to your neighbors incredible like just i, I love icebreakers i'm an icebreaker fan <laughs> you are yeah.
0: yeah yeah switching gears are it's not really completely switching gears but to kind of add um to the conversation you know oftentimes we talk about the importance of the sense of belonging in schools and how important it is that every student and Really everyone having that sense that they belong where they are, they belong in their school and, and so on and so forth. i want to start with just kind of a general question. What does that mean to you when I, when you hear the word belonging, what does that mean to you? And, and, and is that important to you?
3: I feel like, like when I hear like belonging, at least in the school scenario, I just like feel like you fit in. And I feel like that's hard a lot of the times because I, myself, like that's, that's one, another goal I've made like through Wolf Connection is to you know, kind of just stop seeking like, you know, validation of like other people It really doesn't like matter. And like, I, I it's something you have to fight for. I feel like to belong at like in your ideal spot in your school. And it's tough because there's so many people in a school it's, it's like, you know, for me, I'm like, Oh, I need to be like significant. I need to like stand out. But there's like thousands of kids at my school.
0: That's like really tough to do. Yeah. So you went right to when I, when you think of belonging, you think of, of, I have to fit in yeah. what I hear what I think of when I hear that is, oh, that probably adds a lot of stress is mm-hmm. this, this constant, you know, th- need or, or desire to fit in and how do I look and, you know, who do I hang out with and all those types of things. I would imagine that adds to the stress that we were, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, for sure. Olivia.
2: And I feel like because of that constant reminder that, oh, I need to fit in, I need to act a certain way, you find yourself comparing yourself a lot to others. And I feel like that's another way that social media kind of comes in and causes harm because you see your friends posting them and their friends hanging out all the time. And you're like, oh, I just kind of hung out alone this weekend, which isn't an inherently bad thing. But sometimes it can kind of feel like that when, you know, you have so many different things going on around you that you want to emulate, but you just aren't.
0: Go ahead, Mason.
3: I've I've noticed too is like I fight to find that like to fit in and stuff. Like I take harder classes or I move up in sports and stuff. It just gets even like more and more competitive, and I find myself comparing myself to these kids who have that are top of the class because and they're because they're in like these higher level classes. They're top of the class. They're these really athletic, smart kids, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna compare myself to them, and I'm like, oh, they're better than me. I need to do this, and then I'm stressing out because I'm you know, I'm not reaching that goal. I'm not reaching that standard I set for myself, which is just really silly, but it's just like something that just kind of goes on in your head and just really like, it's just, you know,
0: it's stressful. Like as I said earlier, what do you think has the greatest impact on helping students feel like they belong within a school? What are some of those contributing factors? I feel like the
3: easiest way to feel a sense of belonging is to Like, you know, and Wolf Connection doesn't matter, like, what click or how popular you are. Like, I feel a sense of belonging there. And I think that could carry over to, like, any club, any, you know, but not everyone has that. There's a lot of just people that, like, it just, it's sad to look at. You're walking through the halls at lunch. There's people just sitting alone, you know, just in the hallways, you know, sitting on the ground. And I'm like, damn, they don't have any, you know, friends, anybody to go to. So what Um, is it about that
0: class that um, fosters that?
3: Uh, wolf connection yeah wolf connection we've just spent so much time together and it's unlike anything any other class i've said before as livia said but we just like spend so much time connecting and we i don't know it's su- such a hard thing to explain but we've spent so much time trusting each other that we've built that sense of belonging it's yeah. a focus for the class
0: yeah if you, if you guys-
2: yeah I mean, the whole name of the class is Wolf Connections. So obviously through the class, we're going to try and form connections and form relationships with each other. And I feel like a big part of that was built at the retreat. And obviously I'm not saying that, you know, your seventh grade math class should go on a retreat. <laughs> but I'm saying that, like, by building those, like, we literally spent 24-7 with each other. So spending more time together, having more conversations with each other, I feel it can really help foster that sense of belonging within students.
1: I just, yeah, it was incredible. And I'd like, I just like actually love everyone in that class. It was a trust fall. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So what about those schools that maybe don't have a Wolf Connection program or the students that are not chosen to be in the Wolf Connection program or, or something similar in their schools? Can you pull out kind of certain elements within any class, that one in particular, or or any class where you felt like this, it doesn't have to be a class either. It could be a, a, a you know, a team or a club what are some of those things that you find really make a difference in feeling and allowing you to feel that sense of belonging?
1: I would say like I'm in newspaper and I like, I love it. It's, it's a little family there. We're a big team. We work, we have a common goal, which I think is helpful. Like I guess in Wolf Connection, we have a common goal, which is bettering ourselves and the world. What's the motto? Uh, Change yourself, change your world. Yeah, I think think that's it. So I just think that (laughs) a common goal is super helpful and like just, a loving environment because even gonzer and the person who does newspaper like they're just great people to be around they foster that environment
0: yeah anything you guys would add
3: you have to kind of like work towards it too because like you're gonna get out what you put in and that's one thing that our our teacher told us in wolf connection like always is you know oh you don't participate in this you're not going to get anything out of it and if you're trying to find these connections you're trying to if like it, it you know, like it, it can help for people to reach out to you and stuff. But if you really want to find that sense of belonging, then you're going to have to work for it a little bit yourself. And that can be hard for a lot of people because, you know, so, you know, like as we talked earlier, like social interactions, that can be really scary for a lot of people.
0: In what ways do you feel both noticed and also known here at your school? Specifically by adults.
1: Wealth Connection. I mean, one time I was getting lunch from the cafeteria and I had my little Wolf Connection. Like, we all have keychain things. I don't remember what they're called. Sorry. And I was getting lunch and I was hanging out in my bag and like one of the ladies at the cafeteria, she was like, it's nice to see leaders getting lunch so people feel comfortable getting lunch. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks.
0: Yeah. So you're noticed because of this program that you were part of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like
2: to a lot of my teachers, I kind of get put in like, just like the smart box, which actually for a long time I kind of struggled with because- Like, obviously, being smart isn't a bad thing, but I felt like I was being put in a box and I'm not just smart. And, like, all my teachers thought that I was a lot less rounded than I actually am, I feel like. Like, I can be social. I enjoy being social. And so I feel like that was a big thing for me is, like, my teachers just see me as, like, a pet. And I feel like sometimes that reflected onto the students as well.
0: Yeah. So you're noticed as... The smart girl in the class, and you want to be noticed for not just that, but other things. Okay. I I mean,
3: I noticed Olivia is like the smart girl in the class, and I was like, you know, I've had multiple classes with her. She went to junior high with me, and it wasn't wasn't even until recent when you on social media you posted that picture of like the the trout. I was like, wow, that's really impressive. She like she like drew or painted this like you know image like a rainbow trout or something, and I was like, I had no clue you had this like artistic ability and that's just like evidence to show it's like, Oh, you're only going to be viewed as this like superficial, Oh, smart girl or
0: this athletic guy or whatever. Yeah. So what advice again, for anybody that's listening out there and, you know, could be a teacher, a school administrator or, whoever right and it's like from the voice of students what are some things that you would suggest and say okay if I was on a committee saying we need to really make sure every student belongs these are some things that adults can do to help foster that what what would be those things
1: I don't know I would just say like a loving environment it's really great when a teacher cares
0: unpack that what does that mean though what are the ingredients for a teacher that cares
1: passionate totally just a passionate teacher like if they love what they do it's, it's an awesome thing Okay. So yeah, that's my favorite thing from it. And
2: then bouncing off of
1: what Ryan said, what I was going
2: to say was just like, let your students be themselves. Like have a couple of seconds before class, to just let them finish up their conversation and like observe them. Like, what are they like? Because the side of them that you see in their essays isn't the side that you're going to see with their friends. And I feel like you can be a lot better teacher when you understand your students more.
0: Getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add in terms of, you know, if you were talking to your school administration or teachers or someone else is like, what are some things that you would love to see in a school that would kind of really help on the overall mental health and well-being of students in your, in your school?
1: I've had a few teachers like have one-on-one checkups where they're like, how is your mental health? And that's like the first time that's ever happened to me from a teacher. And I'm always like, oh.
0: Somebody just asking.
1: Yeah. Someone just straight up asking, how is your mental health? Like that exact question, not like, beating around the bush and just like saying it. Yeah. So that was cool.
0: Went a long way. Just, just the question. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
3: Reflection. Like even just asking that question, like if like my, my teacher asked me that, I'd be like, Oh, I'm fine or whatever, probably. But if you just even get like the thought process of being like, Oh, like I'm no, I'm saying I'm fine. I'm not that fine. Why am I not that fine? Like, what could I, like, you know, maybe do to change? Why do I feel this certain way? Whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For me, I would say just like, having assignments or having portions of assignments that are dedicated to introducing not only like checkups on how you are but also skills on how you can help yourself mentally and get in a better position because I feel like a lot of the times it's a lot easier to admit that something's wrong but it's harder to actually implement the things to fix that and I think that's one of the great things about Wolf Connection is like we're in a unit right now about what are the things in your life that you need to change and what are the things that you see and so I think that on a smaller scale, just kind of applying that and saying, oh, here are some mindfulness activities you can do. Let's do one in class on Monday. We have free time. Stuff like that, that I think doesn't get a lot of attention as far as actually doing.
0: Yeah. Maybe just to kind of summarize or to wind this down, anything in general, maybe, and what we really haven't talked about is kind of the peer to peer. We've talked a lot about what adults can do and kind of things like that. So maybe we'll come back to, like, what about? peer-to-peer, like what would you wish your fellow students would do to kind of help each other in this area? I think a smile goes a long way.
3: I don't know if it's just like, oh, I'll follow someone on Instagram, but I'll see them in the hallway every single day. I'm not going to even like, really, I'll be on my phone. I'll notice them down the hall, but I'm just going to stay on my phone because I feel like, oh, we're not going to make eye contact. It's going to be awkward, whatever. But if you just like give a smile, you acknowledge they're there, like that right there is going to give some sense of belonging that like, that's what I've like. That's a goal I've been trying to make, and it's tough because I'll look up, I'll smile, whatever. They'll be, still be down on their phone. I'll be like, "Darn, that's like, you know, that's oh, it's embarrassing." But like, no one else saw it. It's just in your head. I don't know, but I think just acknowledging, like, just other people, you don't even have to know them. Just nice like smile. That's one thing, like, as a leader, as I've been trying to do too, is because I've been told that just like you know, their first impression of me, like, I was like scary to talk to, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks." I don't want to be someone that's scary to talk to. So I was like tried to. Open myself up more, give myself a more friendly—I don't know—facade. I don't. know. Facade. I don't know. A- yeah, sure. But I think a smile, positive attitude, and then people like observe, like observational learning. Like they'll just see something and they'll be like, "Oh, if that person can smile, like oh, they're a leader at this school." Um, You know, maybe I could do it too. I just, you know, I just—I think yeah, that, we'll work, yeah,
0: influence others to do mm-hmm. the same and kind of open up to maybe a conversation down the road. Yeah. Anything you guys would add to that?
1: I think like being good examples for each other, like the smile thing is a good example for someone else, but like even with your friends, peer pressure, that's a whole thing. It kind of sucks. Not kind of fully sucks. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I don't, I think a lot of people fall victim to it. So I just think being a good person, showing those good qualities to other people, it just actually spreads so much.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right, Mason, Olivia, Ryan, we appreciate your input and conversation in this podcast. I, can't wait to share it with the rest of the world. So thank you for having us on. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us to explore education, leadership, innovation, and impact here on Bloom Together. We encourage you to continue these dialogues in your communities, classrooms, and organizations.
1: Be sure to visit bloom.org slash together, where you can discover more episodes or click join the conversation if you'd like to be a guest. Until next time, keep learning, keep blooming, and keep making an impact, one conversation at a time.